0: bitches and dolls and no one told you they love you today and I love you because you're you (laughs) and I've got my friend Dan pronounce your last name because it's funny the way you said it back at all back at all back at all baby all right I'm very excited and I just can't hide it okay so as you all know on my tiktok bubby thing on TikTok, my podcast. I like to have people who inspire me and people who have trudged their road through their career. And let's talk to Dan. And so Dan, tell me, how did you get into show business?
1: Uh, I was the youngest of seven. That's probably the first part of it. You know, when you're the very youngest of seven kids in the 70s. You either learn how to smoke cigarettes real fast or you learn how to be funny.
0: So <laughs> which one did I you start, do? I didn't
1: start smoking cigarettes till I was 20. I was an idiot, but, um, yeah. So I mean, I was, I was the, you know, I was the, the, the family mascot, you know, for lack of a better term. My oldest Aww. sister would take me to school for show and tell when I was, you know, pre school age and she was in high school. Um, you know, so I, I learned real quick that being entertaining was a was a george carlin said it best he was like you know he would go and then they go don't hit him man bad luck to hit a guy like that and i was like all right
0: that's what I'm going <laughs> george if God, you're just oh crazy enough
1: they'll be afraid of you
0: ah so you were already funny when you were a kid you came out of the chute so to speak
1: yeah my dad was really my father was was very funny and my, my grandfather on my mom's side was also very funny so we had it coming and going but it also came with the bad temper and bunch of other substance abuse, all kinds of good stuff.
0: All right. So where are you from? Where do you hail from?
1: Uh I hail from Rochester, Minnesota. And then uh grew up in Florida. And then I spent mm-hmm. a lot of my time on the on the road, 10 years in Chicago. I'm all over the place. But if if I was just telling my wife yesterday, I still think Chicago is home.
0: Oh, you fell into Chicago and I I saw that you were in Second City.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, I I got the pleasure of doing the Second City main stage, which is the big one. That's the one Bill Murray and Gilda Radner and Tina Fey on and on and on. You know, they all they all did that show, and I got to do that. I did almost exactly one year on that stage, but I worked at Second City for about six or seven years.
0: Mm. And then what happened,
1: so to speak? And I got I, yeah, well, I got the Daily Show, and that uh, know that. Oh, came know that. oh my god. They auditioned uh, the every year they would come to Chicago and audition a bunch of improvisers, a bunch of standups, a few actors, and then they'd go home empty handed. And this one year they had a ton of writers there that were, you know, Chicago Second City folks uh, at Colbert and at Daily Show. Um, and um, this one year, I guess I, I prepared properly and I knocked it out of the park and I got the job and moved to to New York in I, I my plane landed. September 11th, 2005.
0: Okay. Hmm. Yeah. September mm, 11th. Oh, hey. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the only reason I remember it was because I was flying over New York and they had the big, they had the tower lights on so I could see where the World Trade Center had been. And I was like, oh, right. Of course it's September 11th. And um, mm-hmm. I was there almost exactly two years. Mm. And then when that contract was up, I moved to Los Angeles. I, I moved to Los Angeles thinking, you can't make a living in New York. You better get the hell out of here. Go to go to Los Angeles.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, it's it's I'm not going to act like I got great common sense.
0: So we came to L.A. Then what?
1: Well, then we didn't work. There was a writer's strike at the time. Mm. 2007, 2008. Um, and uh, so there was no work. So I just, you know, threw myself into hiking and hanging out with my family and. Trying to get to know the city and everything. And then it took a couple of years to kind of get my feet out here in LA. And I got, um, a few nice little breaks here and there. I did a pilot with Larry Charles. Larry was, uh, there's two Larry's. There's Larry David and Larry Charles who were both, you know, instrumental in, uh, Seinfeld and Larry Charles was, uh, a little further back in the scenes and he was doing a pilot that I got, uh, cast in that was an improvised, you know, there was a structured, but improvised Thing and man, I had a an amazing time, and it didn't get picked up. Nothing ever happened with it, but Larry kind of kept me in his uh, orbit, and he brought me onto Curb then uh, for mm-hmm. an episode that was shooting in New York, ironically or not. So I went back to New York and did an episode of Curb, and while I was there, my agent at the time was at a an improv show, and there was a producer sitting next to him who said, "Hey, who do you handle?" And he told him, "You know this person that." I and mean, he goes. Oh, yeah. And he mentioned my name and the guy went, oh, I would love to work with him. And he said, well, he's in town right now. He's going back to Los Angeles tomorrow. And the guy said, well, if we pay to keep him here, can he do this little, you know, industrial film we're doing? And so I stayed and I did this, um, you know, really cool little industrial film, making fun of LeBron James, which then parlayed into doing a thing with Kenny Maine for ESPN. And before I knew it, I had put together like four jobs in a row after not working for a year and a half. Wow. And uh, I put together these four little jobs. Nothing was big paying or anything. Um, in fact, I spent more money on plane tickets and hotels in New York than I made on the Curb Your Enthusiasm mm-hmm. gig. But that just kind of like work begets work. When I got home, I got the audition of a lifetime. I auditioned for a, a show that eventually ran on FX called Legit, which was with Jim Jeffries, who's a phenomenal stand up and tremendous person. and Has become a really you. great friend of mine. And we did this beautiful show about a twisted, drunken, drug addict stand up who's trying to turn his life around. Oh. And the first step he takes in that journey is my younger brother has muscular dystrophy in the show. It's based on a real event in Jim's life. And um, he decides we're bringing your brother. He's going to come stay with us in our house. And that's the series is these two idiots trying to take care of this guy with MD. And and then that, that just it all kind of snowballed. I did a bunch of little films with friends, and the next thing I knew, Veep came along. And once Veep happened, it kind of put me into a new level. When I would audition for things, they'd be like, "Hey, Senator," and I go, "It's Congressman." But hello, <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. See, I don't know. I never know what anybody really does until I like I've seen you know Life in Pieces. I have sure. watched. Because yeah, I auditioned for that for a couple of different roles, but didn't get it, but that's okay. Oh, I wish I'd have known that. Well, now you know it. Yeah, I did. No, I know like, it, yeah. Old lady, old lady. What else? What else yeah, do I yeah. ever play? An old lady. Yeah,
1: yeah but that's a good thing. You know, we need, are you kidding me? I'll tell you what, my favorite people to work with in the last 10 years have been three different old ladies. And it sounds like name dropping, but it's, I'm working with, I just worked with Carol Kane this last year, a legend. An absolute, an absolute. Can a woman be a mensch? A woman can be a mensch, right?
0: Yes, a woman can be a mensch, of course. Yes,
1: she's a friggin' mensch. Right. Um, but uh, you know, she and um and Diane Weist and Helen Mirren, I got to work with all three of them.
0: Oh um, my God! Well, I'm nowhere in that level, but I am my own thing. I do my. I'm
1: just saying. I'm just saying. You know, I love. I love the 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 ladies that have been around and been doing it for a long time. They're more fun to play with. They just understand it in a way that they're just ready to roll, man. They're ready to play.
0: Oh, I love that. I love yeah. improv. I, I was with the groundlings in their classes for a a few years in 1980, 81, and mostly oh, wow. work oh I love the groundling, mostly worked with Tracy Newman being a singer. I did a lot of uh, improvised singing, you know, which was yeah. is my favorite thing to do. And Tracy Newman is a great teacher. Oh, my God. Yeah. Amazing. She's a great person. Well, so I think, now I
1: believe I was taught and I s- still believe that improvisation could save the world.
0: Yeah. Yes. Let me say yes. why.
1: Why I think. and you tell me if you agree? But it's all about listening and communication <laughs> and thinking, hmm, what what might they be trying to accomplish here? Can I help them get there? You know, and, uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe that's a bit codependent. In thinking for the world outside, but you know, there are, there are ways to do it that don't, don't have to go that far. And, and I, to this day, I still, I improvise. I did a show on Saturday night. I'm improvising a podcast with some friends right now. I, I try to improvise all the time as much as I possibly can.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when I do my TikTok bubby on, on, uh, on TikTok, that's improvising different things I do. And even this to me is like, I don't have a script. I bring different people in that are interesting or inspire me, you know, it's my ideas and stuff and Sure. Rearrange and listening is the most important thing.
1: Absolutely. It's uh it's kind of becoming a lost art.
0: Who which actor said listening is all is the greatest actors in the world listen?
1: I probably all the best li- actors have said that. <laughs> I'm guessing, you know, cuz they're they're good listeners. They're, they're listening to, Oh, you delivered a little differently that time. So now I can deliver it this way. You know I mean? In scripted work, I improvise all over the place, maybe not in word, but I try, I, I tend to, when I'm performing, I'm trying to do it for the camera operators. That's who I'm playing for. Cause they're my first audience. You know, they're the closest ones to me that are allowed to have a reaction. And it's usually my goal. Like if they're, uh, if it's a comedy, my goal is to see them doing this, like sh- the camera shaking, or you can just see that one eye that's not on the the viewfinder is is they spring it open because they're surprised at something they see. I'm always trying to play for those guys. So.
0: mm and I think that's great. You know, I try and like whenever, like when I it was lucky enough to get the flaming hot Cheetos grandma thing. You know, I improvised and did a bunch of different things, different, you know, things that they want me to do, or like they connected. And I got really lucky with that, that director. Wow. Just amazing. He's a great yeah. director. His name is Nima bond. He's just great. So, you know, sometimes you, you fall into something. You never think that, Oh, this is what I want to do. But all of a sudden you go in this direction. Oh, That's what I'm
1: supposed to do. Right. Well, you know, as a little kid, we had a a video camera and I saw my older brothers making a a spoof of the Twilight Zone called the Toilet Zone, which was about a young boy who went to go pee in the middle of the night and there was toilet people in there and he flushed them. And then he was relegated to live in the Toilet Zone. (laughs) And I didn't get to participate and I was jealous and I was mad. So as soon as they were done, I took the camera and I went and made my own version of. I called it the Wacko Show. I was eight, so um, it was kind of a, kind of an SNL or or a, uh, God, what's the what's the uh, uh, Sakatumi?
0: Come on. Oh, Laugh In.
1: Laugh In, yes, like a Laugh In. So I wrote my own sketches. I wrote my own news pieces. I wrote my own little blackouts, little jokes and stuff, and I recorded it all. Uh, I didn't have pants, so I was wearing my underwear and the whole thing. And then the reveal at the end of the whole thing was that newscasters are reporting the news in their underwear. And then I stood up and walked away in my underwear. Good jokes construction for an eight year old. Um, you know, but I just knew, I just knew that like, I like doing this better than anything else. I like creating things for other people and I like to be in the room when they're watching it so that I get to be there for the laugh, which. I later found out you can do that by just being in the room in the first place and and doing it live. And once I got to Chicago, my whole purpose in going to Chicago was, I, you know, I worked with a theater company. I, I graduated from Florida State and then went to a repertory theater company out of Rockport, Texas, that traveled the whole country. And we went to Chicago and we saw the Second City and uh, all the pictures on the wall. You know, I mean, it, it's covered in pictures of Yes, they're there too. Whoever you name them, they're there, you know. And and I was like, oh my God, them too, and them and them and them. I gotta come here. I gotta do this. So I moved to Chicago with the express purpose of working at the second city. And it Mm. took me, you know, I think I moved in in October of ninety-five and I was working for the second city by by March of two thousand.
0: Wonderful. What a story. Oh my and what sign are you, Dan? I'm a Scorpio. Ooh, that's a hot sign, honey.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't try to hide it. I guess. I, I think. I think. I think that like every time I hear something about Scorpios, I go, Ah, crap. Yeah, that's probably true about me.
0: <laughs> and you're married. You're happily married.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've been married for. We just celebrated 20 years this yeah. year. My wife Irene and I, and we have two kids. We have a 16 year old and a 12 year old, and two dogs and four cats. And
0: oh, so is. what do the kids that they think of you?
1: Uh, well, my 16 year old has just started watching everything. So they watched all of the office and I have a bit part in one episode of the office. And they were like, Oh no, ew, dad, ew. Like they don't like it. I have a, a, a friend who's a great filmmaker who makes great animated stuff and feature films. And I did one of his films and my, my 16 year old's favorite actor is in one of these films. And I was like, Hey, look, Mark Proach is his name. He's in uh, uh, what we do in the shadows, the TV show. And, um, And I said, look, Mark Proksh is in this movie. And they were like, I I can't watch that movie because you're in it. And I said, why not? And they said, it's weird. It's gross. I don't know. It's odd. My son likes it. He and I watched all of the Goldbergs together. He started because at the time during lockdown, uh, Adam Goldberg on the TV show at the very beginning was the same age my son was at the beginning of lockdown. So we started watching it and he just loved it. And then I showed up, and he couldn't have been more thrilled about it. And then he was like, where's Woodburn? Where's Woodburn? More Woodburn. Oh. So, you know, they, they have their own uh, individual <laughs> reactions to it.
0: And that's wonderful. Your wife, yeah, my husband and I just celebrated our 20 years. up The ups yeah. and downs of, of our marriage, because we're seniors. So that's a whole different decades than you and your wife. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. If you would suggest anything to anybody that wants to go into acting or comedy, what would you suggest they do?
1: My it's it that's a great question because I always tell people, look, I don't I don't know what'll work for you. I just know that for me, I knew going to Chicago and trying to get into that improv community, which has changed significantly since the since the pandemic, but uh is still alive and thriving, but but I knew if I could go there and I could compete with the people that were there, I stood a chance at getting SNL, Mad TV, which was a show at the time, <laughs> or, you know, oh, the Daily Show that. or, or, you know, we knew people that worked at Conan. We knew people that worked at the Tonight Show. I mean, the uh, improvisers and actors from Second City and Improv Olympic in Chicago going to all these shows. And I thought, well, that's where you find out you get in there and mix it up with those guys and you'll find out whether or not y- you got the chops. So that's my suggestion is always move to Chicago, get yourself a crappy little apartment on the North side. Um, walk to the theater, take classes, do shows, sit in with shows, watch every show you can play every chance you get. Mm. I mean, it's the 10,000 hours. You know, I probably did my 10,000 hours in Chicago on a stage Improv Olympic in particular, before Second City was where I did the majority of my work, which was just fully improvised work for drunken Chicago Cubs fans.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's so great. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think we should wrap it up. Anything that you want to say to the world?
1: Yeah, come on already. What the hell? That's <laughs> what I want to say to the world. You know what I'm talking about. Knock it off. Let's you know come on man how about Um, that how about if i ran for president i would be like come on already that'd be my slogan
0: is that your slogan if when you when you run for president is that what you're going to say
1: my slogan is going to be come on already it'll be damn back at all 2028 come on already although by then i'll be 60 so you know do we really need another i'm kidding
0: no, oh, no, 60 is young compared to know, was... Dan Back at all. I love that name. I never knew how to pronounce it. No, all right, Dan no, no, no. Back at all. Thank you for coming into TikTok Bubbies. Whatever you want
1: Thanks, to Thanks, Bubby. I appreciate it. I, I love you. You're I, great. I didn't get well, me
0: food. But no, no. You're supposed
1: to give me food.
0: No, no, you've got plenty of food in your house. You don't know? you it. You got and it. And I love you. And I'll see you around the campus. And it'll be up in a Thank few minutes. You stand back at all. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.